Breakfast official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Welcome to yet another Bowie at Breakfast podcast where I sit and talk a lot of rubbish and Cassie sits and squeaks in her chair. Uh, this is brought to you with McGee's. Thank you, our friends at McGee's. What did they send? Did they send us caramel shortcake? Yeah, they sent so us cakes that. as well yesterday. Yeah. It was great. I love McGee's. Jeez, we're trying to lose a little bit of weight here. This is great. But it's it's we're, we're just picking out on cake and it tastes too good. Yes, yeah. great. It's like, ah, diet starts next week. On the show, uh, throughout the past five days, we've been talking about using strangers' names. You know that way when you're in a restaurant and they come over and they've got a name badge on? Is it cheeky to say, hello, Julie, I would like you know, a bowl of soup and a hamburger? Um, cringe-worthy boss cliches. We've all been there. That You know, that happens every single day. You guys were all getting involved in the chat there as well. Um, how much hospitality do you offer different house guests? I don't think we've ever had a reaction to anything we've done on air like that, Cass. No, I know. it. The phone lines went crazy. It was brilliant. And also, we're talking about what was the final straw that made you end a first date. We just thought, you know what? Taxi, enough. I'm getting out of here. Uh, but Friday's show always has Make Your Dad Mad. And we had an absolute belter. There's a man called Jim who is slightly obsessed with his reclining chair. This reclining chair is his life. Have you not got a picture of him in your head? Yes. I've got this image of a guy like just lying back with just a beer in this chair. <laughs> and then being told, sorry mate, your chin needs to go in and get you know, a refurb. And he's like gutted about it. Yeah, and it was reupholstered and now it doesn't recline as much. And he's not happy at all when his daughter Sophie broke the news. Not only that, she signed off on it, so he's not going to get any compensation. He went tonto. Here we are on Make Your Dad Mad. Hello? Dad, are you in the house? Yes. Oh, good, because your chair's getting delivered. Well, I've just phoned them up and said, what's the problem? All right, and what did you say? I thought they were having problems last night. I don't know what they're going on about. All right. Mum has been trying to get a hold of you, Dad. They wanted somebody to check it before it was getting delivered. So yeah. I've checked it over. It's looking really good. Have Couple you sat in it? Sat in it, yeah. I've sat Reclined in it. it. There's a slight thing with the reclining mechanism. The other issue is the headrest. They couldn't properly cover the headrest, so what he's done is he's just removed the headrest out of that thing and he's covered it over so it's like square to match the sofas. So he's changed so the headrest. You've not, you've not got the headrest. No, hold on a minute. I've got a headrest though. No, it's just like a square back. No, no, no. I need a headrest. That comes with a headrest and I want a headrest. When you lean back, if you don't have a headrest, your head will fall over the back. Well, it don't lean back as far anyway, Dad, so it's fine. No, what do you mean it doesn't lean back? Listen, it seems to me that they've done something with the chair that's not right. Well, I did... I want to go and inspect it, not you. Well, Dad, Mum couldn't get a hold of you, so that's why... Well, I've been here all day. Basically, I thought I'd do you a favour. I know you're busy. I've gone down there. Sophie, listen, darling, I know you've done me a favour, but the chair, if it's not the same as it went in there, I don't want it. An upholster covers the material. It's got nothing to do with the mechanism, and I need a headrest, or your head just falls over the back. No, so don't phone him up and tell him I'm coming to see it. Sorry, Sophie. Saying, I'm still... What? What? Are you still there? I'm still there. I'm, I want hang to speak on, to hang him. on. I'll put the fella on, right? You know, he was really nice, but what I said to him was, I like the job. It's lovely. I understand what you've done. So, 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 it's not about what it looks like. It's a reclining chair. If it doesn't recline, it doesn't work. It matches the sofa's better, Dad. So what? It matches the sofa. If it doesn't recline, it doesn't recline. It's a £2,000 chair. It's not about matching what? the sofa. It's about a reclining chair that's comfortable. Let me speak what? to the guy. Dad, what he said was... Sophie, he's Sophie you 100 you're not listening to me and I'm getting really annoyed. You're not listening to me. Right. Dad, he's giving Why, you 100 I won't, Let me speak. I don't care if he took £500 off. 
I need to right. make sure. Do not deliver it until I've gone and seen it. Right? I will send the chair back if it's not the same as it was before, reclining-wise. Well, I've already signed the papers, Dad. I've well, you'd no right to do that, Sophie. I know that, Dad, but the fella thought it would look better, and I... Actually... What about me? What about the guy that's going to be sitting in it? What about the guy that's paying for it? But, Dad, he's giving me a £100 compensation. Do you know £100 you pound compensation? Like... You listen... Can you just listen to me and don't say a word, right? I want a reclining chair that I had before. I don't care if it's a £1,000 compensation for the inconvenience. If I don't have the same chair, it's gone back. Never mind the £100. He's given me £100 because he f- broke the thing. Let me speak Hello. to the guy. Hello, sir. Hello there. Hello, Listen, sir. I'm a bit concerned. My daughter's telling me the chair's not reclining. Well, it reclines a little bit, sir. A little bit? No, no, no. Why is it only reclining a little bit? I'm not really sure. Was it reclining before, sir? Because... 100% is reclining. That chair was nearly £3,000. Yeah. Uh, it was more and more... also the headrest. If there's no headrest there, when I recline in that chair, my head will hang over the back. You could use a pillow, sir, in fairness. What? A pillow? No. I take it you've still got my headrest. Somewhere, yeah. Oh, so you've lost the headrest, well, basically. The... My wife had it. That was the issue with the headdressing. I'm annoyed at my daughter going to see it because she knows nothing about it. Yeah, she's your it's... daughter signed it off, sir, which was very kind of her because, you know, we'd have been liable otherwise. You... The fact that you've said that she's saying that you're liable tells what? me you've just got to sign it to absolve you from the blame. I'm, I cannot believe your attitude. The service you called has cleared. <gasps> Hello? Hello, sir. Sorry, we got cut off there. Um, it, I'd like to take full responsibility. Honestly, I'm so, actually shocked at your yeah. statement. I have it here and I'm going to tear it up, sir. Okay. Okay, that's it. Sorry, what's your name? Mr. George, sir. Mr. George, sir. If you've lost a headdress happens we can deal with that we can, we deal can with find that, a headrest sorry sir um i think that the chair's going to be another week or so why it was reclining okay before sir yeah look just put my daughter on will you please sophie hello dad is that a wind up you've just been on clyde one's make your dad mad and sophie's won a hundred quid um if it's the best call of the month we're going to upgrade your winnings to 250 pounds and the chair's fine. Listen, revenge is a dish best served cold. I love that oh, attitude. Cringeworthy bosses. All right, now maybe this is your current boss, maybe it's an old boss. It's probably going to be much easier for you if it's an old boss. Or if you want to remain anonymous. We can do either. We can even if you want to come on here we can disguise your voice. We've done that in a crime watch style before. Um 0141951125. You got anything you want to say about our boss, Cass? Um, he just always says to me, don't mess up. Right. Like, it, it's... Well, in fact, we all say that to you. It's like fairness. you imagine, though, in the Before office... every bulletin. Don't Cassie, mess it up! Don't mess it up! Now go. Okay. Sometimes we colour that phrase in a little bit as well, you know what I mean? Here. Cassie, don't rock it! Um, so, this is what we'll do. We thought we'd put this together. And um, I've, got the, uh, I've got the top four. Number four on the list... This place would fall apart without me. Number two, this is the way we've always done it. Number three is, you need to think about where your priorities lie. But what do you think is the number one line that a boss uses that makes everybody cringe? 01419511025. You got one? Let us know. We'll see if you're at the top there. There's one line that every boss uses, and I think I'm sure ours does as well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, at every single boss, it's almost they teach you at management school 
When you go there, they'll show a video of David Brent. That's what I think we'll be doing today. We always, uh, you know, always a good laugh. And he'll be who you aspire to be, right? At management school, they will teach you, and they will teach you this line. I've got a boss on the phone. Do you want to hear from an actual boss? Yeah, go on. Hi there. Good morning, George. Hey, David Wilson, Wendy. I'm a boss, right? And one of my fa- I've got a building business, and one of my favourite lines is to the boys and they go, oh, but I just thought I would do that. Think. You're not paid to think. Oh, do we ever get told we're not paid to think? Uh, I'm not really sure. Right, guys, get back to work, says Andy. That one we get heard, uh, told a lot. Uh, I'm the boss, and what I say goes, says Saul. Hear that one a lot. Um, going forward, or on the same page, when we have a presentation that's boring, uh, we do a going forward count. Says Glenn and Delmarnock. What you got over there, Kat? Yes, Stephen Duffy says singing from the same hymn sheet Ooh. in every single meeting. Karen Shields says, I feel like this shop is my baby. And then she put, ah, get a life. Um, the number one cringeworthy phrase that bosses use is, you're lucky to have a job. Um, John from Bonnybridge has uh, somebody similar to that. I had an old boss who used to say, the gates are there to keep people out, no use in. So if you don't like it, lump it. There's the door. I know what you mean. Um, loads of people getting in touch with this. Our boss is, boss is ruthless, Georgie boy. I've not had a pay rise in eight years. And if you ask him, he says, if you don't like it, you know what to do. Leave. Say Stu, Tam, Jerry, and all the painters. Wow. My boss, offshore, says every morning at the meeting... It is what it is. And all the lads laugh their heads off. He's no idea why. It's very wrong. Uh, My boss sent an email yesterday and at the end of it it said, it's your performance. Own it. Cringeworthy or what, says Claire. You're not wrong. Um, Jeanette's quite happy though with her boss. Hello. Hi there. My boss's favourite saying is, it's not rotten stone, it's only a guideline. We love to hear her say that. Is is it a he or a she? It's a she. And she's trying to be down with the, the staff. No, yeah, she's trying to be It's not written in stone, it's just a wee guideline we've got, you know, I'm your pal sort of thing. She is down with the staff, she is a good boss, she lets us do whatever we like, basically, but... That's the kind of boss you want. Yeah, she's a nice person. See, that's why I could never be a boss, I'm not a nice person. My wife, whenever we go out and somebody's got a name badge on, it says, like, Jennifer or something like that, She'll just refer to the person by name, even though they don't... If she said, like, hi, my name's Jennifer, I'm going to be your waitress today, if there's anything you need, let me know, that, then that's okay. But she'll just go in, and she'll, go, like, maybe go up to a counter and say, hello, Jennifer, I would like this, that, and the next thing. I'll say, that, that's a bit cheeky. She said, no, she's wearing a name badge, she wants you to know her name. But my argument is that she's wearing a name badge because she's forced to wear a name badge. She doesn't want you getting personal. You don't know her, you have no right to refer to her by her name. She hasn't introduced herself to you. Why would the company force somebody to wear the name badge? Because it's company policy. Right. It's a, you know. For what reason? Like, after... So that if um, somebody was annoyed by them, they could complain about them by name, and there was no false accusations. That's what what I think. But I might be completely wrong. And I was just wondering, I'm putting it out there to the good people in the catering sector, do you like to be referred to by your name? Do you, if you wear a name badge, do you expect people to say, hey, I'm George, that's my name, come up and use it? You know what I'm saying? Do you do this? Uh, sometimes, but more in shops, and I just do it for a laugh. I just thought I'd put it out there. Do you work in a job where you have to wear a name badge, and do you like people calling you by your name, or do you think it's a little bit forward? Because um, I remember when... Me and my mate, Big Stuart, the big fireman that you've met before. Yeah. We've been mates since we were kids and we're still mates now. Mm. And uh, we went down to London when we were about 15 or something like that. And it was the first time we'd been away and we went into Burger King and there was this guy um, selling 
the, the burgers obviously at the counter and he, he had a name badge on and uh, my mate went I'll have a cheeseburger please Leonard and the two of us just burst out laughing and Leonard didn't look happy at all <laughs> <laughs> but what kids are more easily amused right I thought ever since then I thought it's cheeky to use someone's name the thing is we, you didn't have any banter with him so that's probably why he was no, raging absolutely there's certain jobs where you don't want to have a name badge is that not right John uh, we're, listen I'm a prison officer and we're forced to wear badges as well and I can assure you we don't get called with our first name mate no I would imagine not so you got to wear a prison officer's you got to wear your name badge yeah, you got to wear your name badge so that folk can see your name, aye. Is it like just your first name or your full name? Or? Oh, your full name. Your full, your full name. name. It doesn't, it's not like Asda where it says, John, happy to help. No, no, oh. no, no. <laughs> Thank you, John. I'll speak to you later, mate. Yeah, boy, mate. Cheers. What it saying on Facebook, Cass? Becca Jackson says, No, I hate it when people call me by my name. If that was the case, every human would wear a name badge. It's there to identify a person, not call them by their name. I personally hate it. Oh, all yeah. right. <laughs> Um, and Kirsty, she says, I would a name badge and prefer it when they look and use my name. 0141951025, that's the chat today. We're asking, uh, do you have to wear a name badge and do you like people using your name? Is it okay for people to just refer to you uh, to whatever your name is because you've got a badge on? But what happens if you're forced to wear that badge? You know what I'm saying? Or what happens if, you know, that's not your name, which can happen? As Pauline's about to explain, hello. Um, my mum and me, we were at the bingo one night and uh, she had a bit of problems with her machine. So we got the girl over, called the girl over and she had a name badge on, Sarah. So we said, can you help us out with this? And she, she gave us a wee hand. The next week we went back, same problem again. And we shouted Leanne over. Miss Leanne came over with her name badge on. And we said, uh, we had this problem last week. Sarah helped us. Leanne said, we don't have a Sarah working here. We said, well, that was her name. That was on her badge. Leanne said, we just wear any badge. We've got to wear a badge. And if we forget our own, we just pick one up. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awesome. I love so it. So it's the whole thing's a lie. Absolutely. It's a conspiracy. These people are living a lie. I love that, Pauline. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. You too, George. Bye. And uh, I've got Kim, who's spent most of her life working in that sector, and wants to have a little chat about it. She's on the phone right now. Hey, Kim. Hiya. Hi, Kim. The reason I got hold of you was because... I have this thing when I go out for a meal with my wife and if the waitress has got a name badge on, she'll start using her name as if she knows her. I think it's a little bit forward. If you say, hi, my name is Kim, I'm going to be serving you tonight, that's fine. Yeah, to me, it doesn't really bother me, to be honest, if it wasn't getting used in the kind of cheeky manner. And I think now that everything's becoming more and more Americanized, so everyone kind of wants a bit of banter with you and call you your name. Um, and if guys are not taking it too far, then we can all have a laugh. So you think it's acceptable then? Yeah, like it doesn't bother me if someone was to say, hey Kim, can you, you know, grab me another drink or whatever. But it's when maybe some of the guys would start um, using different names of doll or sweetie or <laughs> maybe something else. What about a finger clicker? Kim, Kim! Oh, I hate a finger clicker. Is that the worst? Do you <laughs> get a lot of clickers in the industry still to this day? Yeah, a lot of clickers and yeah. hand waving. And me and the girls will probably just put them to the end of the queue, to be honest. I didn't realise hand waving was offensive. Yeah, hand waving can be really. <laughs> oh wow! I, I generally didn't know that. I, I, I've never clap or click, but I would probably say wave a hand. I, I didn't think it, that was offensive. I guess it's different if you know someone's smiling over and it's like, hey, sorry, you know, just trying to grab your attention. 
attention, but there can be some quite rude hand wavers. If it comes with the word, Oi! My mum always said it was rude to do that. I like, you, really oh, yeah, you're always meant to say, Excuse me. Or you get up and maybe go over and go, Hi there, I would like to get the bill, please. What about when people sing the Tony Macaroni song to you? You know, the hey, Tony Macaroni. I bet people do that all the time. Oh, definitely at the end of a night, a party night, they'll all start yeah. singing it. <laughs> can I sing it in the car? Yeah, it's pretty what, good. <laughs> what about words like pet and doll and all that kind of stuff? Is, is that offensive? Hen? Hen's a great Glasgow term. Excuse oh, me, Oh, I know a lot of the older ladies will still use yes. pet and hen and depending on who the customer is, it totally can't be offensive at all and they can bring it, you know, across really nicely. I but think there's an age limit with hen. I think if you're over <laughs> yes. the age of 50, it's not <laughs> offensive to call somebody hen, but anybody under the age of 50, it's wrong. You can't do that. I, do you tell people your name when you're serving, Kim? No, I don't. <laughs> right, see, I need that and I'll tell you why because I don't have the best eyesight and if, if you're wearing a name badge and I'm kind of straining to read your, your name badge it may look like I'm checking out y- your rack well right? and that can be pretty awkward as <laughs> yeah, well it's awkward and I don't mean to oh. it's like that's I'm with, I'm with you on that one yes. there's no name badges and we just say our name yeah just say, point to your name badge and say your name out loud so I don't have to stare at it because it could it could be misconstrued that's all I'm saying so I had a, a worky well not a worky I get a lot of problems with my broadband like, I don't know what it is. It must be the area we live in because we live out in the sticks. It never works. I'm onto my fourth supplier and it's just, it's always, always cutting out. And it stresses me because I need broadband. You know what I mean? I'm always downloading tunes and, you know, working out stuff for the show and sending emails and what have you. I need it. Kids need it for the homework. It's never working. I'm like, Bleh. So anyway, the guy comes around. He said, I'm going to fix it. This is it. It's going to do it. And uh, he's working away, and the wife, I'm making tea. Said the wife, Do you want a cup of tea? She says, Yeah, hang on, I'll go and see if the guy wants some. Yeah, well, he's, he's, well, hold on a sec, what? The guy's here to fix the broadband. He's out here to drink my tea. Well, that's a bit harsh. Well, he's, the broadband is not works. his fault, though, do you know what I mean? So you could have at least offered him something. I don't know. How far do you go with this? Well, should I invite his family around for dinner as well? well we're going to sit down to a meal. He was still trying to get it fixed. Should I say, look, why, why don't you phone your missus and, you know, sit down and join us? The thing is, like... <laughs> How far do you go? I would never invite, like, a postman or, like, yes, a window have. cleaner in. <laughs> yes, you oh, bro, wait a minute. I would never invite a postman in because last no. time I did, he drank my mini bar dry. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was nothing. I've been burned before. <laughs> like, what are you laughing at? Like, listen... I wouldn't, I wouldn't invite, like, my postman in, but if I had somebody in fixing something, of course I would offer him tea. Okay. Of so course I would. A cup of tea's all right. Yeah. But how about a sandwich? Possibly. Can help yourself, why not? Let me put this out there to you. How much hospitality do you offer different guests in your house? Particularly people that are there to do a job, you know what I mean? It's different if, like... Your mum comes round, or the, the next door neighbour comes round, or something. It's like, yeah, we all have, have a bite of tea. But like, okay, it starts at a cup of tea. Does it go? Do you offer them a beer? Because um, Jerry works in that industry. Hello. How are you doing, John? What have you got for me, mate? Listen, sometimes hospitality goes up and down all the time. You can go to somebody's house and they don't even get a cup of tea. Other things, we've even been as far as got dinner and been offered to stay the night. Of You've been day. offered to stay the night. That's it. Wow. Been offered to stay for the night, so just working up Aberdeen or something. Oh, right. Just stay here, boys. Don't bother getting digs. In just somebody's house? That's it, yeah. 
Some strange Aberdonian. That just sounds a little bit weird to me. That's good. There's some they... nice people at their job still. There's nice people there. Did they put their car keys in a jar? What happens? <laughs> Speed you later, Jerry. Cheers, bro. Thanks, John. See you later, bro. I, you know, like, I'm, I'm all for, I'm okay with giving people a, a cup of tea and maybe even a sandwich, a biscuit, whatever, having a chat with the worky, because, you know, it that, that, that breaks up their day. It's, it's human nature to sit and talk to someone, but I don't think I'd ever invite anyone to stay over. No, that's <laughs> crazy. I don't know who these people are. I'm sure that they're, they're, they're lovely folk, but why would you have them staying over? What are they saying on Facebook, Cass? Nikki Meek on Facebook saying, usually a cuppa and some biscuits. I find if you're nice to them, they seem to do a better job. Right. And uh, listen to this for a poor excuse. David Campbell, nothing worse than working in a house with a broken... An adversary commas kettle. How much hospitality do you offer different guests in your house? Trisha's got a valid point. Sometimes we can go too far. Hello. Oh my, I go too far. I got a friend this Thursday evening. This is right. She's upset. Okay, get a bottle of wine. I still had it on Monday. Hello there, how are you? Ah, I'm alright. What you got for me? Um, I just think uh, you would offer them a cup of tea, a sandwich or a biscuit because it's nice to be nice in the first place, but also because the nicer you are to people, the better they are to you. If there's another wee job that maybe needs done that's maybe not quite covered with the insurance or whatever. I know what you mean. The workmen don't even need to be in my house to get a cup of tea sometimes if they're working in the street and it's cold. I'll open the door and say, but then you want a cup of tea and a biscuit. I think that's a really nice thing to do. Because it can be freezing out there. It can be, you know what I mean? And no, who else is going to look at it? We've got to make them a flask. Take it out. A wee plate of sandwiches. That's, that's what they need. Their bosses will be phoning you up saying they're not getting any work done. They're sitting eating and drinking your tea. <laughs> My mum offers the workies like bowls of soup and stuff. Would you like a wee bowl of soup, son? You know what I mean? Aww. I've just made some soup. What have we got on Facebook, Cass? Felix McMahon says depends on how good looking they are. Cass, if you got working in, how much? Do, do a cup of tea. Do you go really with a nice sandwich? Offer them a Play sandwich. sandwich. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Ever invite um, them for a meal? Stay over. No, not maybe not stay over. <laughs> we have had that, honestly. Yeah. Um, I've got one of the listeners, David Kerr, who's a bit offended. He says, as an electrician, I find the whole worky term offensive. I'm a highly trained, qualified tradesman. I humbly apologise on behalf of Radio Clyde. Um, John is from Stonehouse, and he had an incident when he was working up north. George, the hospitality one. I once worked up Mobin. There was four paint contractors uh, to go out to one of the islands. He goes into the house... And the woman says, listen, I'm running late for the ferry, just help yourselves. There was a Monday morning, the guys were hung over. The woman goes away to catch her ferry. One of the guys goes up and goes into the shower, puts the woman's shower cap on, puts her, what do you call it, the... Dressing gown. Robe, her, her robe on. Her robe. <laughs> comes, comes, starts, proceeds to come down the stairs, hey, what, what about this, guys? Turns the balcony, and the woman's walked back in the front door. Oh, wow. <laughs> How did that go yeah. down? They didn't get finished in the job. No, did you just get chased out of the house? Chased out, Paul. Did, did he have to run down the road wearing her robe and her shower cap, or did he get, <laughs> did he get changed? It was a big trail of emotion. Might me not yeah. to get you guys to do my house, all right? Aye, uh, boom, boom. What was the final straw that made you end a first date? I'll tell you why I'm asking this, because me and the wife were out last night, and we went, went for a wee mail, and it's fine, because, like, you know, we've been married for 18 years, been together for about 24 years. So we kind of know each other. We can sit there and just not say anything. It's comfortable. Fine. Yeah. There was a young couple, a couple of tables down from us, right? Clearly on a first date. You could tell, you can just tell by the nerves, you know, that way. And I don't think it was going too well. I don't notice these sort of things. My wife looks about, she watches everybody. She's like, nudge me, go, check out what's happening over there. And I'm like, okay, because we've got no conversation. We've done it all. <laughs> so we're just spying on other people now. That's what we've become. And I'm looking over. 
And I think, that's the same nothing, and they having an argument. And she says, I think it's a first date, and it's not going too well. Right, anyway, what happened? The girl left. and uh, What, just like walked yeah. out? And my wife said, she's away. I said, no, no, she's probably just gone to the toilet. Don't take your coat to the toilet. I was like, oh, wow, right? So now suddenly I'm intrigued. I don't care who killed Lucy Beale. I'm watching this soap opera over here, right? And sh- sure as fate, she never came back. The guy got the bill. I'm intrigued. I want to know why yeah. she walked off. I wanted to ask. I wanted to say, excuse me, I'm, I'm technically a journalist. I, I'm just uh, investigating your story here. Well, I'm your butt. But um, obviously I didn't. And um, I was just like, wow, this is incredible. So I thought we could put this out there because I'm guessing this happens quite a lot. What was the final straw that made you end the first date? Well, what did she look like? I want to know all the details now. She was kind of like, she was about 5'8". She had um, curlyish hair, longish, um, brownie curly hair. Um, quite was he punching cr- above his weight? He was punching right, weight well, above his weight. Well, there we are. It's probably right. I'm One wondering if it was reasons. like a blind date or something. And she thought, nah, no, this is a wind up. This is one of my mates setting you up. So, yeah, I thought I would ask you, what was the final straw that made you end a first date? Or maybe you were the person that had that first date ended. When I went on my first date with my wife, um, we went to a Chinese restaurant, went to the Ho Wong. And she, she asked for a, a fork and I had chopsticks. I was like, hey, no problem. No, but I don't need a fork. You're joking. Just give me the chopsticks. How hard can it be? Watching the people around me, I thought, I'm going to really show off to this girl. I'm just going to fly by the seat of my pants. There was rice and <laughs> noodles everywhere, man. It was a mess. Eventually, I had to call the waiter over about five minutes and say, can I have a fork as well, please? What happened to you, guess? I was about 22 and I was on this first date at a restaurant in Coat Bridge. And I remember it clear, right, this guy. After the date, he asked me to come back to his house and meet his mum. Psycho. I know. Did you go? No, of course I didn't. <laughs> I just thought I'd check. Uh, Lawrence in Kings Park, what happened to you? Hello. What happened to you? I was once on a blind date, and the guy, I'm 5'7", and the guy was about 5'3", um, skinny, but he had no teeth. It, really? No teeth yes. at all? No, 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 no teeth. I mean, presumably everyone's got false teeth if you haven't got teeth, so surely you would put them in on a first nope. date? Nope, nope. Oh, wow, and that was it. Final straw. What we are doing is ruining first dates. What was the final straw that made you go, you know what, enough's enough. It made you end a first date. What are they saying on Facebook, Cass? Gillian Carmichael said, he kept blowing on my face. What a weirdo. He blew on your face? Yeah. What kind of like? Like, kind of like that. Please stop. I'm backing away. No, don't. Do you stop. like that type of thing? No, no, not at all. No, stop. Ladies, do you like that? Um, 0141-951-1025 Maybe that's why I'm going wrong with my wife Maybe this could like Spice up my marriage a little bit I, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try this when I go home I'll come on air on Monday And I'll tell you how it went Don't blow on her face What else we got? Um, Lee Connell said When a guy took me to a ch- Stop it When a guy took me to a Chinese restaurant And ordered one of the most expensive things in the menu Then he pretended to have lost his wallet Only to find it the minute I hit the enter on the switch machine Wow <laughs> Bowie at Breakfast, official podcast with McGee's. Baking over 2 million rolls every week. Go!